0: Boom! There we go. We are live, guys.
1: Hi, and Josh. Hi, Mike. guys.
2: Great to see you.
1: <laughs> happy New Year, everybody.
2: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. year. and,
1: oh,
0: and happy 21. and happy birthday to me. Today's my fifty sixth birthday. Are you oh kidding?
2: My gosh, Michael. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Can oh, you believe that?
2: Congrats.
1: Like, uh, you so, know what I'm impressed like, about is that I'm supposed to be his business partner. I didn't even know. No, I didn't tell you. I, was, I, I kept suck. it a, a suck. I kept it a secret. I kept it a secret. So, You know what? I didn't check my Facebook uh, notices. That's the only reason I checked <laughs> Facebook. Dude, happy so, birthday. Thank you. This is yeah. the birthday show. You should have come in your birthday suit. That's not funny. <laughs> Josh, we're going to keep it clean. We're going
0: to keep it clean for Anne and the sake of all the other uh, lovely guests today. I said ten years. yeah, no birthday suit comments.
1: Well, Mike, how are you celebrating your birthday? Uh, other than this wonderful webinar,
0: we are uh, we're, we're going out, going out to dinner. We're, gonna, we're actually going out on Friday. My mother in law is going to come join us, so we're going to go out and have a good time. So, yeah,
1: Now, you're going to eat in a restaurant or outside? We're going to be in a restaurant, man. So, you're thank aggressive. you, aggressive,
0: very aggressive. Yeah, we're just in lovely lovely florida last week it was wide open we had a great time we're down in, in marco island and fort myers oh. and and you are in sunny florida today as well right
2: i am i'm in bero beach opposite coast um but yes it's 72
1: and sunny today uh, look at that Man. smile you got on your face and you're so fortunate living the dream
0: <laughs> i'm telling you josh i'm gonna be doing the show permanently from florida pretty soon you watch <sighs> okay. gonna happen so Come on in, guys. Welcome, everybody. Look at this. There's Les. Uh, Les has got his hand up. I don't know, maybe he wants to come on the show and talk with, with us, which is fine. Uh, who <laughs> Mike, else? You, got our, you got a happy Nath- birthday, Nath- Mike, from
1: Nancy. Okay.
0: Thank you, Nancy. We got Billy Nickel from down in Tennessee. Chris Boland. Good to see you, Chris. Frank, in our small group coaching. A lot of small group coaching folks. Hey, Gay. Gracie, Hands. Yeah, look at all these folks. There's Shelly. Living the dream. Yeah, this is great, man. All right. Um, well, let's get rocking then. Uh, we've we've got uh, a, 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 a lot to cover as always, and uh, I'm excited to talk about it. So uh, on behalf of my partner, Josh Fry, myself, welcome to Distributors Helping Distributors. Today, we're going to talk about making it work under one roof we've got a very special guest and a good friend of both Josh and myself and Dolan and is one of the country's top experts in virtual learning and, and learning strategies uh, I think this is going to be a timely topic you know as as I speak right now from my uh, my home office i've got uh, my wife who's a partner in a national CPA firm and she typically will be traveling forty percent of the time. She's in the other room. My daughter, who should be at school, is in school, but she's upstairs. Uh, and there's two dogs here, but they're behaving. So um, anyway, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's just, it's a different world. I've worked from home for 20 years. You know, even when I had an office space with 20 plus employees, I spent a lot of time at home. And uh, it was great. And uh, this, it's changed. It's really been uh, a challenge. Today is actually relatively quiet. My other daughter is at college before you know last spring she was here and during the summer and it's just been a really busy house so i'm looking forward to talking with you and and getting some tips and s- some of your experience and also uses a system called traction if you guys remember uh from the i think it was on the last show we did josh showed his your know, our one page strategic plan that we use and and uses the same system and so we really use that to help us stay organized and focused and we have found that to be helpful. Uh, under the you know in this work environment and, and we'll we'll get ann to share with us a little bit about how you know, how she uses that same system and that's the system that we one of the things that we teach in the small group coaching program and, and talk josh talk a little, little bit later about what's coming up with small group coaching but to get us get everyone engaged here uh, a couple of things one is i'm going to ask everyone to uh celebrate the wins as always so if you can post in the q a uh a a win that you've had or you can post something that you're grateful for but uh just let us know we love to share these and everyone can see those in the q a you can take a look while we're doing that i'm going to put up a poll uh and get you guys to uh to, to give us some feedback so the question is are you working from home you know with uh kids a spouse significant other some other family member you know living with you right so basically you know if you're at home but you don't have other people with you, the answer would be no. But if you're working from home, you got somebody else in the house, the answer's just yes. listen. Speaking of at home, Joshua, is that your dog? It, it is oh, not my dog. But they're I, my
2: dogs.
0: <laughs> that's your oh, beast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm
2: going to mute myself. And Wait, that's dogs. just
0: a recording, isn't it? You timed that perfectly <laughs> so you could say, now see, no. as you can see here. Okay. Oh my gosh.
2: So I have two dogs, and my son has two dogs, and he's visiting. So, um, yeah, this is four <laughs> dogs here. <laughs> sorry about
0: oh, that. Oh, man. That's a lot of dogs. So, <laughs> all right. That's great. That's great. All right. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll stop the poll and uh, here, what do we have? We've got 72% said they are home working with, you know, other folks in the house. So, you know, almost three out of four are. So uh, I think for you guys, this will be timely. If you're not, I think what Ann has to share is still helpful. We're going to talk about, you know, just how she organizes as a small business person. She's like the rest of us, right? How does she keep it together and and stay organized? So um, with that, Josh, why don't you talk about uh, past shows and celebrate the wins? And Guys, put your wins in, in here uh, in the Q&A. Tell us what kind of wins you have.
1: Mike, can you see my screen?
0: I can. Hey, you got it working this time, Josh. I'm proud of you. This you is know, great.
1: And I got a new computer, and I'm, Mike's the tech guy here in this program. And I, uh, for a solid month, could not figure out how to display a PowerPoint presentation. So this is a monumental day. We're going to really start off 2021 on a, on a, on a high tech note. I'm just really proud of myself and especially proud of Mike. Thanks Happy you, birthday, Josh. Mike. Hey, Josh. <laughs> okay.
0: Thanks, Josh. I want you to sing for me at the end of the show. Go ahead.
1: So so uh, I know we talked about celebrating the, the wins and I want to actually share my own win while we're, uh, showing some of the past, uh, webinars that topics we've done. Um, so last night, uh, Kathy, my wife, uh, does this, uh, this uh, new year's project with the family where we have a uh a jar we have two jars and one of the in one of the jars goes a our goals for the and hopes for the year and then in the second jar go the things that we want to burn and get out of our lives that are negative or issues or problems okay so last night, we set up the bonfire at the house, and we burnt all the issues as we now head into 2021. We actually threw away a couple of the goals from 2020, but it was just kind of a cool experience to see what we've accomplished, you know, what are the issues we're facing and try, as we kind of head into 2021. Um, and it's actually relevant to this whole process and what we're doing as a business, Mike, what we're doing in our industry, what all of us on this call are doing as it relates to kind of gearing up for the new year. You know how can you re-reset, almost take. Hopefully, you took the holidays a little bit to assess how you did. What could you do better? Where are some changes you can make in your business? And then how can you hit the ground running uh, with your promo business? And so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that throughout the course of this year through this program to help you uh, scale your sales. Some examples of topics that we've done uh, in the past. Uh, Include things like PPP loans and forgiveness for those of you that haven't been on this call before, uh, crisis communications, how to sell PPE, which is going to continue into 2021, pivoting and prepping for a new normal. Um, we actually have a webinar that's going to be coming up where we're going to talk about uh, the future economy and bring back a futurist again uh, in in two weeks so uh, and just loving your business filling your pipeline crm and, and tracking and so forth so lots of topics all available every single webinar we've run this is our 24th recorded one at least uh, available at uh, the swagcoach.com forward replays um, Mike, can I talk a little bit about today, or am I? Please, yeah, go go for it. That, do we have any wins oh, that we want to read no, out?
0: Yeah, before we do that, and then we'll we'll give uh, Ann's bio and we'll get started. Uh, the, I know they all want to hear from Ann. So, uh, oh, Shelly says that she is uh, in Vero Beach, only forty minutes south of uh, of you. Uh, Ann, Shelly said uh, kicking off the year with a Yeti order. Kathy McHugh, reinventing myself with PPE. I actually had a better 2020 than 2019. Way to go, Kathy. That's awesome. awesome. HA uh, 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 Gross, uh, Win, uh, new customers from PPE stickers and masks gains three new large accounts. Ken mask sales. Karen Rottsy. Karen says uh, Win for this week. Just signed up for the Swag Coach small group coaching program starting January 12th. Thanks for the plug, Karen, and, and welcome. We're excited to have you.
1: Did you plant uh, that plug, birthday boy? I did not.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not that smart. But that would have been good. But yes. No, we're excited to have Karen. Had a great talk with her uh, earlier this week. Uh, Diane Tom- Thomason uh, started a live promo show. Diane, we'd love to hear about that. Send us a Michael at, uh, and Josh, Michael at SwagCoach.com or Josh at SwagCoach. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah, Christina Culligan awesome. getting busy. Uh, uh, Ellen uh, says, last week I won back a client I haven't worked with in almost four years. Terry Phelps created a vision board. Yeah, man, look at this. Uh, Nancy, got an order today from a customer I thought had fired me. Last order was in the fall. It was late anyway. Uh, nice surprise. Way to go. Uh, Les Abrams, after being flatlined most of 2020, had some nice holiday gift orders come through. Mike Desher, late, local radio show. Radio station and a lot of PPE and Terrence Seegers, $75,000 in sales June to December. Way to go. This is awesome. great, guys. Thanks for sharing. It's, it's, uh, we're seeing a lot of activity pick up uh, across the country with distributors. You guys are, you know, getting a lot busier and hopefully this will be a wave that continues. So.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. So, You know, just in terms of like, I won't spoil the fun uh, in talking with Ann, but she's going to really talk today about remote working and virtual learning hacks uh, for work from home parents. Um, You know, Ann's area of expertise is is not just in this field, but uh, she's just awesome. I'm so (laughs) excited to have Ann on. We know Ann from our entrepreneurs group. She's a phenomenal leader, speaker, motivational person, just a great gal. Can I call you a gal? Is that okay?
2: You can call me a gal, Josh. And okay. Thanks
1: for that. okay. <laughs> yeah. So listen, we are excited to have you, uh, you know, and uh, really appreciate you taking the time to join us. I won't uh, spoil all the fun. Mike can do kind of an intro in terms of your yeah. bio, and then we can get into it.
0: So Anne is, uh, like, uh, besides being an awesome gal, is, uh, is a speaker, author, educator. She's a virtual learning educational expert, president of Educational Connections. That's her company. Uh, she is the mother of two. Uh, former public school teacher. Uh, the tutoring company uh, that she has has, uh, I believe, hundreds of tutors. And I'd love to hear about how you have pivoted uh, with that in, in this environment. And uh, has been on uh, TV and radio with the Washington Post, Parenting Magazine, uh, local NBC affiliates. Uh, she's the author of two, or author of, uh, I think, several award-winning books. They're available on Amazon. I strongly encourage you to check it out. Uh, her latest book is Getting past procrastination so and welcome and first question is what inspired you to go into tutoring
2: well thanks for having me Michael and Josh um, it's great it's really great to be here and, and talk to everybody about the current situation you know I started my career, back um right out of graduate school i took a job in um, fairfax county public schools i was a special ed teacher and then i moved into to general ed and on the side because i was honestly flat broke i would drive the kids homes and tutor kids after school and at night and i honestly just really fell in love with it i loved um the kids i loved getting to know their parents i loved solving a lot of obstacles that um, were really impacting the child parent relationship and um I just found over time that that was really my calling in like helping kids one-to-one. So I took a really big leap of faith and I quit my job and um, I just started a tutoring company at first with a few kids at my dining room table um, to the point where I got really busy. I had, I had um, homeschoolers during the day and middle and high school kids at night. I tutored all day Saturday, half day Sunday. And one day, my neighbor called the police because so many parents were picking up and dropping off, and picking up and dropping off. And at that point, I knew I had to make a change. I couldn't just be the sole practitioner. I had to figure out a different way. And so, I guess I got started as an accidental entrepreneur, just kind of doing something I love.
1: Hmm.
0: Fantastic. And and how has uh, you know this pandemic environment uh, impacted your business, and you know how have you adapted to it?
2: Well, it's, it's been a long journey. I've had the business now 22 years. And for all that time, we, uh, my tutors, we have about 100. And we've actually downsized. At one point, we had about 200 tutors, probably have about 125 tutors. Because um, in March, when all of this happened, instead of driving to kids' homes, we had to see kids online. And honestly, I was really skeptical. I just thought, like, this is not going to work. I was the biggest naysayer. Um, kids aren't going to be able to focus. This is just the you know, downturn in the business and the opposite happened. Um, Although kids couldn't focus in a Zoom room of 25 kids, they were perfectly Mm -hmm. capable of one-to-one. And I realized at that time Mm -hmm. it was really all about the relationship with the child. And um, it was hard at first. We had to transition. We had to retrain all of our tutors, Um, Mm -hmm. but that's what we did. And um, it, you know, it was really difficult in March and April. I honestly wasn't sure if we were going to survive. But then May came around and it picked up June. And then all of a sudden we just had a huge influx of kids over the summer because parents were worried that their kids hadn't been in school since March, they were behind. And then that's just kind of continued on. Um, The silver lining has been that it's been hard for us to manage so many tutors and covering such a vast geographic location, DC Maryland and Virginia. Um, but now, since it's all online, we take the location out of the mix. And it's so easy to say, really, it's not about, I can have, you know, executive function coach or an algebra tutor to your house at on, um, you know, Tuesdays at 4.30, which you requested um, based on location. Now I have all these other options of tutors. And so we've been able to um, function with, with a slightly smaller tutor pool and a reduced office staff, which has saved us a lot of money.
1: Are you gonna continue with this model or some hybrid of it post COVID once things settle? Whenever we that are. Is?
2: We're, we decided that we're gonna, um, if parents for elementary schoolers want a tutor in person and they request that, we'll make that happen. But if it's middle and high school, we really wanna see, can this be sustained? It's a much easier business model. And if it can, we're gonna continue going in that direction. The other thing we found is ultimately it turns out to be better for kids because um, it's not as you know one a tutor going for an hour and a half once a week. Now we're seeing kids far more frequently. We might take that hour and hour and a half and do two mm-hmm. 45 minute sessions or three half-hour sessions. And it's really the frequency of the instruction that's helping kids stay on track and, mm-hmm. and get better grades. <laughs>
1: I have one other question, just because I've got two high schoolers and they're pretty much on, you know, they're on Blackboard or Zoom or whatever, they're Mm -hmm. all day, right? And then when they're socializing, they're on. So to add tutoring, they're on, right? Are you getting any pushback from the, is it affecting your business at all with parents? It's just like, I just need my kid to get out of the house. Um,
2: You know, some parents are saying that, but when we explain that, this is how we do it. These are the features of um, online instruction that we use. So we do a ton of whiteboard. It's super interactive, and we really try to make sure the relationship is a fit. It goes beautifully. It's really the parent that puts up the roadblock, not the not the kid. Of course, um, but, isn't that
1: always the case?
2: <laughs> <laughs> sometimes. Um, and, and so the kids, they actually they're grateful. They love it. They're involved. They're focused. Um, so we found that the model, you know, ultimately it's easier for us in business and, and it's better for kids. So we're going to keep doing that for middle and high school kids.
1: And if you had had, um, for, for any of the kids that you're tutoring or just the families that you're dealing with, you know, people who have smaller spaces, right. We took a poll. People are working from home, right. I'm working from home. Kathy's working from home. Our kids are with the dogs, the whole deal. Right. But for people who have less space, like any, is um, it affect your business? Meaning, like they can only do it do the tutoring at certain times. Um, are there? Does it affect your business at all? Because everybody's at home. Uh, do you, as a part of the tutoring, do you give them some advice so that they can kind of stay focused and concentrate when pretty much everybody is kind of in their space? We do. I'm um,
2: well, sorry about the talks, but yes, <laughs> I do. Mean, it's perfect. Yeah. that was a big part of what we did when we saw kids in home. Like, when we went for the first time, we would say, oh, show me your workspace. And it would be so obvious. Like, if a kid had their workspace set up in their bedroom, right away, that's kind of a red flag, unless you've got a super focused kid. Um, Sometimes they didn't have a workspace at all, or it was different every day. So one of the things we do initially with kids online is to see, you know, we make them show us what is your space set up like? Tell us what works for you. How has that been going? And just kind of through discovery, we help them figure out what would be ideal for them. So kids that are struggling right now, it's, it's honestly not really academic. It's not that they can't do the math or they can't do the reading or the writing. It's really that they're struggling with these things we call executive functions, which are task initiation, sustaining your focus, being able to plan ahead, basically be able to get, being able to get stuff done. And so when you have other barriers in your space, like you're also in your bedroom where you have your TV, or you have your video game console over there, it's just inherently more distracting. So for parents, if you do have a child who's really distracted, um, sometimes I call them Super Bowl kids, you know, we watch the Super Bowl and, They, you know, it's on for four hours, but they play the game for an hour. Sometimes our kids are like that with their homework. They're up in their room for, you know, three hours when they've got a half hour worth of work because they're so distracted. So oftentimes, you know, it it needs to be ideally, if you have a younger child in a public place, maybe it's better at the kitchen table or the dining room table or if you have a home office. So you can kind of, for little kids, you want to have earshot. um, But, you know, usually for a younger student in the room is not a, is not a great place.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would think, especially for the kids that are younger, right. I don't know how young you tutor, but I was talking to a buddy of mine. He's got kids that are like four, eight and 10 maybe. And if they're trying to facilitate a virtual, you know, learning for a four-year-old, he's like, no, I'm not doing that. You know, <laughs>
2: It's hard. It's, you know, part of that is it's just not developmentally appropriate. We're asking our kids to do things that their brains are not ready for. So, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine. She's an assistant principal at a school in Fairfax County. And I'm like, okay, come on, just totally be honest with me. How's this going for kindergartner, kindergartners and first graders? She's like, it's a mess. And I said, what are you doing about it? And she said, um, this was actually a couple of months ago. She said, we decided to end the day early. We, we talked to the parents about it and we said, regardless of what the county is saying, we're cutting off instruction early because these kids just just can't handle it. So as parents, you know we have to also have realistic expectations. And if we see our you know, first grader drifting off, it's not our job to jump up and you know refocus them. It's okay. If they're drifting off, they'll probably get refocused again. But we'll drive ourselves crazy if we're trying to work from home and also monitor every little thing our kids do. Um, So, ideally, you know, as parents, we want to focus on, you know, really the completion of the work. Just get it done. I don't even care how good it is, but don't worry about the quality. That's really the teacher's job. Um, As parents, we just want to help our kids get online on time and as best as possible, you know, see that they can get their work
0: done. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, how do we go about? helping kids get the work done you know if they're they're struggling with it i mean i think you mentioned having them maybe out in a public area right the the dining room or somewhere not in their room with the door closed but Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i mean it it depends on the age of the student but one thing that i've found in working and talking to lots of parents and and my job is kind of cool because i've talked with parents since march in pretty much every school district i feel like on the east coast but definitely in, in our area And um, the common theme is that kids are often blindsided by what work they have, and they don't, Mm -hmm. they're really having a hard time figuring out what exactly they have to do. And part of that depends on the school district in which you live. So if you live in a school district um, or a private school, and private schools have done this actually extremely well, where they have one system. And the system is that all the teachers post the assignments in this one spot. So kids always know where to go, that's fabulous. But the reality is, is that you in many school districts, some teachers post it on Blackboard, some teachers put it in Google Docs, some teachers put it there, some teachers put it here. So one of the first steps, if our kids seem to be all over the place and they have four grades, they feel overwhelmed, they're not sure what they have due, Or they just avoid it. Is to sit down with them and kind of create a site map. Okay, let's start with math. Show me where does your teacher post your math assignments. Let's look at what's due. Go on to English, and you'll have to take each class step by step to figure out what's happening with your kids and kind of develop that site map as to where the teachers are putting things. And so I found that especially for you know middle schoolers this is very very hard for them they have seven teachers seven different sets of expectations and they often need just like as a business owners we need coaches they need a coach it can be a parent if one parent tends to work better with them than the other parent it could be a tutor it could be a college student down the street but in order to get your child out of that situation just saying pay attention today try harder just make up all that missing work it's not going to happen they need somebody sitting with them, going through
0: that initially. So you're, yeah, you're describing an actual physical document, like helping them to de, uh, giving a, a visual depiction of how to be organized. You know where everything is, so that they can, I guess, create an imprint for them, so that they can understand better, grasp, you know, what they're dealing with, because it seems so chaotic.
1: Right? And, that, so, that, that, chaotic. Okay. Okay. and that's actually pretty. I mean, that's relevant yeah. to for adults and trying for us trying to stay organized, right. in our own businesses and stay focused, especially if we're that coach dealing with our child and helping them map out their own, you know, workflow or their own, you know, class flow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, definitely relevant. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm curious on the other side of things, you know, as the parent that's involved with the kids, but also trying to sell promotional products or run their business or what have you, you know, it's a, it's tough enough staying focused and getting in rhythm when you're doing sales, and that type of a distraction is, you know, it's it, it's very disruptive. Of course, they're your kids, and it's their education, and what could be more important, right, Mike? Nothing. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that's 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 true.
0: I mean, so yeah, but I mean, can you talk about creating, uh, you know, time and space to be able to work, you know, as a parent or or as the student, you know, without interruption, like sure. how? Yeah.
2: So as a parent, I think we have to know that we're going to have to front load the day. We're going to have to invest a little bit of time up front in the morning. First thing in the morning before our kids start, it's going to pay off later on in the day. So we may need to sit down with our child and say, tell me what your day is, what your day looks like today. If your child has a schedule that they can print out, that's fabulous because that will keep them focused. If it's just for example, you know, I have... Um, English from 9 to 10. I have math from 10 to 11. And that's printed out. They can see where they are in the course of a day. And it's easy to see, okay, I'm almost done with this. I go to that. And although that seems simple to us, like, what's the point? Um, It's important to kids, just like we have a calendar, they need a visual thing to uh, a visual representation to go about their day. But ultimately we do have to do our jobs and that's where the red light green light system comes in. Um, I, as you know, i I just love visual depictions. I love colors for kids. I think they're so much better than verbal reminders because when we tell our kids something like, Hey, Jimmy, I'm going to be on this conference call. Don't bother me. Within 10 minutes, Jimmy's flying into your office. I can't get online. I do not know what to do. You know, something's going to happen. Um, So what I recommend is having some kind of color system. It could be that you get two pieces of construction paper, red and green. It could be if you just have a desk in your kitchen, get two cups, a red one, a green one, two stickies, a red and a green. And you say to your child, look, when I have red on my door, that means I'm in the middle of something really, really important. And I can't talk to you right now, but I'll talk to you later. So that means that you wait until I'm ready. Um, And then put that red piece of paper on your door. If you have green, that means come on in. If you have, you can even put up yellow and that means knock first. You can do kind of whatever you want. Really, you only need that red piece to get started. But you'll have to practice with your kids, especially little kids, because you you, you can't say, so when I have this, you do this. It doesn't work. You have to say, okay, Jimmy, Susie, come over here. We're going to practice this new thing. Now I have green and I have red. When I have red, it means this. Let's say you two get in an argument and I have read, What do you do? and you're basically role playing with your kids before you actually do it. First of all, kids love that, they love role playing. Um, and it Mike loves them, role playing,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a great just,
2: It helps him <laughs> to be, um, to make it work and it allows you to get your work done.
1: <laughs> that's a
0: great, hey Mike. Idea. Hey that's Mike, a great check
1: idea. Can you read that?
0: No, oh, I can't. You got the whole- green screen. I know, because if would get a green screen, like I tell you <laughs> to. Well, yeah, it you- says red. Oh, okay, no red. It says red, red. We won't bother hey,
2: Josh.
0: So, Josh, <laughs> Josh, I've got your promotional. I've got your promotional product takeaway from this. All these uh, uh, at uh, work from home employee kits that uh, uh, employers are sending to their their employees at home. You know, they got the virtual happy hour and the stress ball. Send them a little red light, green light thing, right? There you go. Put the company logo. Brilliant! brilliant. Great genius. Look, everyone's going to drop off right now and go do that. I guarantee you. (laughs) That was a great idea.
1: All right, they're all going to sell it. That's awesome. I love your nugget.
0: That's your nugget for the day. My God, you're rolling, birthday boy. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: that's awesome. I. I, You know what? The the visual system is uh, is is perfect. I love I love that idea. Um, the red light green light, I'm totally going to do it. I'm totally going to do it. Especially yeah. for uh our Now how does that work when it comes to the dogs? Oh. <laughs> Put the dogs I'm not outside. Sure how that
2: would work Josh, but I have to work on Gosh. that one. Josh stumped. And it. and you know what? <laughs> I just thought about what you said Michael about a promotional product for a business because it was interesting in um, March, I started doing these webinars for um, parents and for school districts on how to, at that time it was like how to homeschool your kids. And I have this mom on one of the webinars in the school district in Massachusetts. And she's like, oh my God, my employees need to know this. And so I get this big webinar with this huge financial company in Massachusetts with like branches everywhere. And then before I knew it, all these, Companies were calling me, asking me to do webinars for their employees. And I wonder if there's something there, like if there's something there for promotional products for people working at home.
1: Well, it's interesting, you know, in our business, um, and I want to actually ask you a question a little bit about the competition, unless Mike gives me the red light. Go ahead, Mike. You want to give it to me?
0: No, I'm good. Go, you, okay. you, go, you go for it. But I, I do want to point out that the, the red light system would have prevented me from getting this coffee. From says happy birthday on top. My daughter... Teenage daughter who's at school at home. I guess she managed to get away and uh, she ran and got me a, a, a Starbucks coffee. So anyway, Josh, um, you didn't bring me a coffee.
1: I didn't even say happy birthday. Go <laughs> right, what ahead. You,
0: what's your question?
1: I am. Terrible. What are you say? I feel so badly. Um so my question is, you know, like a lot of people in our business, right? We're we're there are a lot of products work from home products. Uh, the red light, green light one is a great one, Mike. I love it. Um, but um really it, for For our business, um, lots of creative ways to kind of to, to send gifts to people 's homes, talk to companies who want to send gifts to employees, employee morale, um, or uh, want to send gifts to their members if they 're part of an association or nonprofit or want to send gifts to their clients who are all working from home everybody 's working from home, and so you know our industry is is very competitive um, if there 's not really any barriers to entry. Um, you don't, there's not really any formal training now, especially that one has to do, you can kind of pick up and learn the business as you go and basically hang your hat and start rolling. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very competitive. And, you know, one of the things that Mike and I talk about in our small group coaching sessions and in our workshops is separating ourselves from the competition by targeting a vertical market, or we call it a million dollar niche. Mm-hmm. Okay, becoming an expert in a certain area. So, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that's uh, pitching, uh, tutoring businesses like your business, and they specialize in tutoring. They, they, they understand your business and they can plug in products that are relevant to your business to help you sell and market, if you will, to your, to your customers. You're in a pretty competitive business yourself, right? Would you agree? I mean, yeah, you could, sure. in, you could, in essence, be competing with high schoolers who are tutoring middle schoolers, right? Uh, sure, even at that yes. level. Yeah. So how do you separate yourself from the competition? What, what, what do you do to kind of, I mean, you've been in business, you said, for 23 years,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? How do you separate yeah. yourself from the competition? Any nugget there that, that, that you could share with us? Well, That's One you
2: on of the, the things spot. that we talk to parents about, we get that question a lot, like, who are your teachers? Are they who are your tutors? Are they college students? But 87 percent of our tutors have master's degrees. So that definitely differentiates us is the quality of our tutors. Um, but I have thought about that a lot, Josh, especially recently when we decided to make that pivot to seeing kids online for middle and high school students, um, even after there is a vaccine, And what we ultimately decided is, you know, if you need an algebra, if you need a trig tutor or a calculus tutor, although you could have somebody who's amazing and has a master's degree, you could probably also get like a super smart kid down the street to help your child with that. How do we make that work? And what we ultimately decided is um, we're going to run a series of classes for our clients. They're 40 minutes every week. And they deal with, I mentioned earlier, these executive function topics that are really important for your success in middle, high school, college, work life. Um, Things like how to deal with um, the distraction of social media, how to plan things out long-term, how to to, um, deal with procrastination when you feel like you're about to put something off and you know you should do it, what do you do? So these are 40 minute classes that we run every week. And then we have a library of super short videos that I've created some, I've also had um, other people create some. And then we have webinars for parents and it's kind of like a value added component in addition to the tutoring that kids get. And so that's what we're trying to do is like, what is our value add? Because honestly, even though I can say this tutor is a better quality, if price is that big of an issue, they may go to the kid down the street to help their child. So what else can I add? And that's how I've been thinking about it.
1: Interesting, are these executive function classes for they're for the kids or if they're for the parents?
2: They're for kids, but uh-huh. we also have a portion hmm. for parents where we share with parents. This is this is actually in development. We're starting at um, first week in February, but I've created a lot of the content. Um, we have a kickoff for parents. This is what your child is going to learn. And this is how you can best support your child at home. Um, this is not what to do. That is always helpful, too. You know, asking, berating your kids or um, micromanaging those types of things don't work. But here's another way to approach it that's more likely to get your kids' buy in. Because it really has to be both. If we just work with kids, but then the parent approaches it like they always did, it's not going to have a result as if the parent understands. This is what your child's learning, and here's how you can um, have really great communication with your child. That tends to work best.
1: That's awesome, and you're launching this in February. Mm -hmm. Now, is this a is this a big pivot for or a big add-on for your business? Something you've done you've never done before?
2: We've always had a lot of webinars for parents, but I've never really taken all of the content and put it in one place, and Mm -hmm. I never also. Even though I've done a lot of classes for kids, I've never developed anything just for kids. Um, The the primary audience is kids. I've always done lots of public speaking at schools. And in fact, that's how we get a lot of our referrals. But um, this is a huge pivot. I mean, it's a lot of work. And I don't know if other entrepreneurs have this problem, but I often think like, oh, I can totally do that. That's not that much work. Well, it's a ton of work. Um, so it's going to take a lot more time than I thought, but I'm hoping that this can differentiate us.
1: And you're chart, but you're charging for these classes, right?
2: It's, you know, par- um, the parents and kids have to be a client and it's a low price point. We haven't quite figured that out yet, but it's not going to be very much. It's more like a, a value add of their It's
1: Great. Low
0: great. I mean, you know, yeah. And I'd encourage the distributors, you know, who are following to, come up with these strategies to differentiate yourself. You've got Zoom, you've got opportunities, Uh, you know, have a round table of uh, of clients in a similar, in a a given industry uh, and, you know, talk, have them brainstorm and and share ideas. What's working, what's not, you know, I mean, just like Ann is doing here, she's coming up with creative ways to take her expertise and present it. Uh, you know package it and, and, and present it uh, to her clients to build loyalty and community and you know, probably upsells and referrals right you guys have you guys have expertise as well, and I encourage you to, to leverage that and use it
1: yeah, another thing is just the, that is the low hanging fruit right these existing mm-hmm. client relationships that we 've all built you know simply asking the, those relationships how We can be a better resource or what are some of the other things that they're buying, if you will, that we could provide, you know, a little bit outside the scope of content versus more, you know, selling products. But, you know, a lot of times in our industry, the director of marketing or the HR director may be buying more than just promotional products and understanding those budget items or line items that they're responsible for and seeing if you can get a shot at their business is a way to naturally pivot because you could then learn about like PPE, same buyers who are buying promotional are now buying PPE, you position yourself to get your, get a chance to bid on that business. You figure out the PPE side of it. You've now pivoted, you know, you've now added a revenue stream, potential revenue stream to your business. So, uh, you know, and what you're doing is, uh, is awesome. And, you know, from one EO to another, Mike and I are, have a lot of experience we can share and we're happy to to help, you know, share We're happy to help you if we can in any way.
0: Thanks, and Steve, Steve uh, Feldman is on. He asked a question. Um, about how you keep your tutors from leaving, you know, and leaving you and doing this on their own, you know, perhaps for a lower rate. He, he's uh, saying that there are certain vendors in the industry, you know, uh, suppliers, I guess, who are selling direct to clients and basically going around the, the distributors who are the folks on this call. Right. So he's kind of uh, looking at that. How do you guys, how do you keep your tutors uh, from from going out on their own with the clients that they're working with?
2: At the beginning, our tutors were independent contractors, and um, it went well for many years. But I noticed that they weren't always totally loyal to us. And there was also a decision, um, a court decision in Maryland, where a similar company um, basically was found that their tutors were really employees and not and not tutors. And although we had an audit by the Virginia Employment Company, um, Commission? Commission, thank you. <laughs> a few years back- um, Nice job, birthday boy. Yeah, we got through that. I just like in the back of my mind, I thought, you know what? We have a lot of control over these tutors and if we were to be audited again, we probably would lose. And it kept me up at night. So I, I, I took the financial hit and I made them employees. Um, this was maybe like six years ago or so. Mm-hmm. And that has helped a lot. Um, they're definitely more loyal. They stay on longer. And then we have them sign a contract, um, that they stay for a year. And there's also a liquidated damages portion of the contract.
1: Non-compete. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. So you take care of it contractually.
2: Okay. Let's, uh, well, let's, let's move forward a little bit.
0: I want to ask uh, you about something. I think that, that a lot of the the distributors, you know, who work from home, they deal with as well as, you know, family members, but it's just the, the, the psychology of it, the, uh, you know, the emotional impact of being uh, at home. And I know that, you know, you're not, you're, your training's not as a, a psychiatrist, but you are working with these, these students and their parents. And I have to, you know, assume that they're, they're dealing with, uh, I guess, some of the, the emotional stress of being, you know, less social interaction, especially the kids, right? They're just used to being out and running and playing and interacting with their kids and, and they're not doing it nearly as much. Some, some not at all, you know, if they're completely online. Any any suggestions for how to manage that and, and, and cope?
2: Yeah, it's a real problem. In fact, I was talking to a mom yesterday. She's a physician in D.C., and she stopped practicing full time because she had to deal with, you know, homeschooling her son, um, virtual learning. And wow. it, it just affects, you know, some parents can are just a little bit more tolerant than others, and everybody deals with it. In their own way. Yeah. Um, I think as parents, we have to realize that like it's not just your child falling behind. A lot of mm-hmm. kids are in the same boat. Um, and just kind of stepping back and reevaluating, is it really that important at this point? Mm-hmm. What is most important? Is it this grade on a spelling test or is it my relationship with my child? And the relationship always needs to trump academics. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, so little things like you know, it's our kids nature, even though to us, they've been online all day. So we think, why are you playing a video game? You've been online all day, like get out of the house. Um, Saying to them, put it down and get out of the house doesn't always work um, because they want that video games and social media give them such a strong amount of dopamine. They just go back for more, they want it. So in order to stop that, we have to break the cycle. So we can say to our kids like, you know, it's, it's non-negotiable. Let's take a walk. You don't even have to talk to me. You can listen to your music and I'll walk next to you. Um, or I put the bike outside on the driveway oh. for you to take a bike ride. You can do this or you can do yeah. that. But playing a video game at lunchtime may not be an option, especially for little kids. It's easier to control. Um, but I think that's, there's just a study done looking at parents' greatest fears right now by American Society of Curriculum and Design. And they found, that parents said it, it's really the, the increased addiction to social media that they're most concerned mm-hmm. about even more than, you know, a grade,
0: you know, you know, yeah, along those lines of, uh, I, I love the idea of you know putting the bike out or saying, let's go for a walk. And even if you listen to music, um, since, you know, March, my wife and I have started uh, Shireen. So, you know, Shireen, but we've started uh, walking, uh, almost every day, as long as the weather is, you know, it's, it's not raining, we're out walking. Um, and uh, we never did that before. And she was always on the road, you know, and she got, she was out and about and uh, she got a Fitbit. So it tracks her steps, right? How many steps she takes in a day. And, you know, her goal was 10,000 steps a day. And she'd find some days like 1900. I mean, she wasn't leaving the house and uh, it put a focus on that. So it really having that on her wrist, it was a measure which motivated her to get out and just getting outside and getting some fresh air and getting, you know, blood circulating was just good uh, for an emotional boost. You know, she's more productive. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I joined her. It was a good time for us to, to, to be, you know, be together and talk as well. And uh, I've done the same thing. My teenage daughter, interestingly enough, has decided she uh, wants to know how to throw a, a football with a perfect spiral you know, so I've got my teenage daughter. We go out after, you know, in the afternoons, we'll toss a football, like fine. Anything to get outside and just get her, you know, out from behind the computer. So, yeah. yeah.
2: It's um, important. What we've even, got, go yeah, ahead. And even if you have a child who's, you know, you can't always break away or they're really resistant, setting up Zoom lunches with a friend
0: mm. so that
2: they can communicate with friends. I have a student that, um, at, I didn't even think this was a thing anymore, but she's into crafting. And she has two other friends. So a couple of mm-hmm. nights a week at seven o'clock, they craft together virtually, but it's their way of socializing because they oh, wow. can't be together. And so even little That's things cool. like that can make a difference to kids. That's let's awesome.
0: move, let's move the conversation forward and talk a little bit about uh, how you use the one-page strategic plan. So again, we showed it. Oh, where's my? Josh, I don't have it. Uh, normally, I've got it taped are you up. For? I was looking for. it. Usually, it's taped on the wall here. And uh, yesterday, we were actually updating it for this quarter, and I didn't tape it back up. But anyway, you did show it last time. It's uh, it's one page.
1: I've got it on. Should I share my screen real quickly? Sure. Yeah, Why you not? can share. Share. I'd love to share my screen.
0: You know how to if do, do okay that now. That? And then, yeah. uh, and then, then Anne can talk with us about her plan or just how she uses the plan. As a small business person, I think it's relevant because it helps us. We're all dealing with staying organized. This is how Josh, what Josh and I use the system.
1: Yeah, and credit where credit's due, Annie D. I learned this process when you were El Presidente, you know, bringing in traction for our chapter, and then uh, leveraging it for my own business, and just trying to have just a one-page process to uh, set goals, hold myself accountable, as well as we use this, this exact planning process for everybody that participates in our small group coaching. So I think I was mentioning before, um, aside from this webinar, we run groups of five people, um, around the around the country and it's a peer-to-peer learning group and also an accountability group so everybody puts together a one-year sales and action plan and then they come to each meeting once a month to report on you know are they on track or off track so we've deployed kind of a modified version of full traction um so
0: yeah we'll be using that on tuesday right so it's the first uh first session of this quarter so everyone in the small group coaching program will uh will be updating their their one page strategic plan.
1: Look, there's the so birthday boy. There, <laughs> thanks, Josh. <laughs> uh, uh, and how do you
0: how do you how do you use this system to help you? You know, and I think it's relevant to the whole concept of this theme of working under one roof, right? Just trying to keep it together and stay organized. How do you use this?
2: Um, we started using Traction. I don't know, maybe like six or seven years ago. And we hired an implementer and that was really great. He was somebody we worked with the first monthly, then quarterly to get, get it off the ground. I have um, a woman in my office who kind of runs the day-to-day operations of my business. She's been with me 10 years and she's obsessed with traction. She's like, you know what, I can do this. And so she took it over and we just did it on our own. It's evolved a lot since then. Um, But I think to your point, Michael, it is so important. This is extremely hard to do on your own. You definitely need a small group. You need some type of coaching method to make this work or it, it's just, you're going to feel bad because like you didn't implement it well, which um, happened to me with gazelles before that. Cause I thought I could do this, but I couldn't. It's a coaching now.
0: program. Yeah. It's a coaching is, program. Yeah. yeah.
2: You have to do it with ideally with other people. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so we, we filled out this, everybody had rocks. What I love about Traction is the meeting rhythm. And you meet quarterly, you meet monthly, and then you meet weekly. To us now, we've evolved a lot, as I mentioned. We don't use this in its entirety because I have a real small office of eight people. And um, so, but we do follow that level 10 meeting religiously every week. And that's been extremely helpful. So even if you just have one other person you work with, um, or it's just you and your coaching group, keeping yourself to that one time a week where you're working on this is, I think, extremely powerful. It helps to keep you on track. Yeah. So we've, um, we've created goals, we've created rocks, but I like now the, the to do's that generate from that meeting and it for other people on my team, there's more accountability because it goes up on um, now it's on a computer screen, but before it was on a big whiteboard in our office who had to do what and that helped with getting
1: stuff done. And, you know, it's interesting what we've found, which is really cool is um, sometimes when you just bring the community together and you teach people this process of planning, right? I mean, first off, it's, you you, got to plan your work and then work your plan. But if you don't use that plan and it's an iterative process, right? You can't just do it, be done, put it, put it away. And that's that. If you really want to be, on track and focused on moving your business forward, growing your sales, growing, you know, reaching your goals, you have to kind of, you have to be aware of the plan regularly. And so what you were talking about with, with a weekly or whatever rhythm, you know, we have small groups that meet once a month, but within those groups we've had our community them or self-organized weekly meetings. And so, you know, the idea of that type of a community, especially for people that want to grow their sales and, and their business and feel like they're moving the needle forward, is, uh, it's fantastic. And then the other thing just to mention real quickly is, you know, the upside is this, the fulfillment. You know, I've, I've in, before I don't know, a couple of years ago, just I would do the goals, put them away. But it really is fulfilling and motivating as you see yourself hitting goals and adjusting throughout the course of the year. You feel like you're making progress. And, you know, sometimes we're working from home. We're independent salespeople, what have you. And it's uh, sometimes we don't know if we're doing well or not. And just it's nice to have that kind of doink on the head.
0: I'm going to throw up this, this poll we have here um, and uh, on this very topic. So do you have a written annual plan for this year? And a 90-day plan for your business. So, guys, weigh in and, and, and let us know. And what I can tell you is that uh, we're going to post – actually, we posted it after the last show. Uh, we could try to remember to do it again for this one. But uh, on, the, uh, on the swagcoach.com where we've got the show replays, we, we post this one-page strategic plan document that Josh just uh, shared and that, that, that Ann uses as well. Uh, and uh, you guys are welcome to take that and, and put it to use. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Gift, so- giving gifts
1: on your birthday we're huh? not like my birthday, santa. Josh.
0: We're good josh <laughs> hey i had and you missed it i had a lot of santa jokes uh last time they're really good
2: I don't, I
0: don't have any good jokes today uh but we've got <laughs> we've got uh we uh, so okay so yeah uh 64 right said uh no interestingly 36 percent said they have a written plan very good good for you guys That's so awesome. yeah um let's we've got like seven minutes here josh why don't we uh you want to talk uh, a little bit about what we've got coming up, so we can end on time. And talk about what's coming up with uh, with with the coaching program, yes. and some of the classes we've got, and then we'll uh, then we'll wrap uh, we'll wrap with Ann with a few few last thoughts. Yeah, uh, and also let everyone know where they can find Ann and her site and some of this, these resources.
1: So, if you are one of the sixty six percent that do not have a twenty twenty one plan or a ninety day plan, and you're not part of a community that is holding you accountable, and you're interested. scaling your business and engaging with that kind of a community, uh, we have small group coaching. And our next workshop, uh, we're going to actually be filling out the 90-day plan, filling out the one-year plan and the rocks for the 90-day, walk you through that process. So our next workshop, which is when we're going to be onboarding our next January classes, uh, next week on the 12th at noon Eastern. So if you're interested in putting together a a plan for your business and being part of a community that now is the perfect time uh, to consider small group coaching.
0: We, and Josh, we are going to offer, we did this last time. It worked really great. We're going to offer free 30 minute coaching sessions. We're going to do five. We can only do five. I think we had 13 people sign up last time. We, we took the first five. Uh, But what we're doing is offering a, a 30 minute coaching session, talking through what kind of challenges you have or having now where you'd like your business to be, 12 months from now what are some of the obstacles that you're that you know that you're dealing with uh and talk about some possible you know resources available to you and what other distributors are doing that's working uh and these are these are a lot of fun we can also see if you qualify for small group coaching you know at the same time right as, as part of this so i'm gonna put the poll up if you're interested in scheduling a, a 30-minute consultation a one-on-one uh it'll be with josh and myself but we'll you know, we'll talk uh through this with you and uh really this is for you guys. It's a way for us to pay it forward uh as much as anything. So yeah, put your name in the hat and we'll we'll follow up with you and we'll do five of these again uh this month. So
1: awesome. Anything else you want to talk about, Mike?
0: I'm I think I'm good. I wanna wrap uh just wrap with Ann uh with any closing uh closing thoughts with that Ann has. But I think, you know, Ann, I guess for you know for the these work at home entrepreneurs and parents, uh, you know, what do you think, what would you suggest as the, you know, the, 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 first step for them to try to be able to make this work, you know, at home working virtually the kids at home. What, what, what are the first, first uh, or first couple of things that they should do in order to, you know, as in terms of priorities, because we covered a lot of ground today.
2: I think planning ahead, you know, having a Sunday night meeting with your kids talking about the week ahead, tell me what you have coming up. Um, What's your schedule like tomorrow? Sharing with them what your day is like the next day or what big things you have coming up in the week. Keeping those lines of communication open is probably one of the most important things we can do. And I just remembered, Michael, um, I created an ebook for parents on virtual learning and people can get it very easily, but just by texting um, 55444 and the word virtual and it will be delivered to their inbox. And it has tons of strategies for helping kids at home
0: text tell us tell me that again five, sure. five, five 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 four four
2: four and the word
0: virtual okay five five four, four 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 and then the word virtual and we'll get back a uh a link to uh a, yep. a new book
2: yeah okay you just put in your email and then um your first name and it will be emailed to you
0: okay that's awesome yeah. thank I'll, you I'll, we'll make sure cool. we get that out in the recap and we put that on on our our site uh for that so um and this has been great thank you a lot for sharing your your time with us i you know i can tell you've got deep expertise and you have some great takeaways the things i want to implement uh at home myself i love the idea of a site map a written plan you know having a sunday meeting uh, in particular the, this great new promo idea that we're going to run with which is the, this red light green light system i want to say that uh hillary uh I think verbs, uh, but Hillary uh, had the best comment after that. She said that her dog is colorblind, so it won't—the red light, green light system will not help with her dog. So, anyway, uh, with that, thanks. Thanks a lot, Ann. Josh, why don't you take thanks. us home?
1: Well, first and foremost, Mike, happy birthday, buddy!
2: Happy <laughs> birthday! Next show won't be
1: Josh. Okay, you can sing to me after the show. I'm. It's so tempting, but I won't. Okay, no. Uh, Happy birthday, uh, and thanks a million for joining us. We know you are a busy bee, busy, thanks, and uh, we yeah. really, and really appreciate
2: to be with you. Uh, <laughs>
1: you are sweet. You are sweet, and we we really appreciate. It. I mean, obviously, you are an expert at what you do, and the spirit of this type of a webinar is to bring experts like yourself from outside of our industry sometimes to kind of educate us on what we can do in our own lives and for our own businesses. So really appreciate you taking the time. Um, Mike, nice job organizing this. Thank you everybody for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate uh, the your time. Obviously we're all busy dealing with lots of different things and hopefully you pulled a nugget or two that will help you with your business. Uh, real quickly, our next webinar is January 20th. Uh, we're going to be bringing back, A um, a guest who was with us last year, Roger Arnold. I don't know if you know Roger, Ann. Um, He is a futurist and economist. He's going to talk to us all about what's in store for 2021 with some changes happening. So it's going to be great. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody then. Uh, Thank you again for taking the time. And I hope everybody stays healthy and uh, gets their year off to a strong start. Sell, sell, sell. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.
0: Bye, Bye Josh. Bye, everybody.
1: See ya.